Sam Sam ransomware onslaught feds indict two Iranians, Google faces GDPR complaints over location tracking, and the growing threat of crypto jacking in healthcare. These stories and more in this week's ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Nick Holland. This week, a federal grand jury indicted two Iranians for allegedly waging Samsam ransomware attacks on more than 200 entities, including the city of Atlanta and other municipalities. They collected 6 million in ransoms and caused more than 30 million in losses to victims, prosecutors allege. Although, with both these individuals in Iran, and with no extradition treaty between Iran and the US, prosecution may be something of a challenge. Here's ISMG's executive editor, Data Breach Today in Europe, Matthew Schwartz, to tell us more. Major news this week on the ransomware front. A U.S. federal grand jury has indicted two Iranian citizens for allegedly perpetrating a three-year scheme that hacked into targets in the U.S. and other countries, including hospitals, businesses, and municipalities, leaving their systems crypto-locked via ransomware. The FBI says the suspects earned $6 million in bitcoins or more via their shakedowns. Here's U.S. Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein during a Wednesday press conference. The indictment was returned on November 26th and unsealed today in Newark, New Jersey. It alleges that Faramars Shahi Savandi and Mohammed Mehdi Shah Mansouri used sophisticated software to execute their computer hacking and extortion scheme. Acting from inside Iran, the defendants developed and deployed a form of ransomware that they called SamSam. Ransomware is a malicious computer code that encrypts victims' computers and then holds the computers hostage, doesn't allow the victims to access the computers in any way until they agree to pay a ransom payment. Starting in December 2016, the defendants gained access to victims' computers by exploiting cybersecurity weaknesses. After gaining access to the computers, they remotely installed their ransomware. The ransomware encrypted the computer data, crippling the ability of the victims to operate their businesses and provide critical services to their customers. According to the indictment, SamSam claimed more than 200 victims in the U.S. alone, including numerous medical organizations and hospitals, such as Allscripts Healthcare Solutions, Hollywood Presbyterian Medical Center, Kansas Heart Hospital, MedStar Health, and Nebraska Orthopedic Hospital. Other victims named by authorities included the cities of Atlanta and Newark, New Jersey, the Colorado Department of Transportation, the Port of San Diego, and in Canada, the University of Calgary. Craig Carpenito, the U.S. attorney for New Jersey, said at the press conference that the two suspects preyed on organizations that stood to lose the most. SanSam ransomware is a dangerous escalation in cybercrime. Most cybercrimes are at bottom about theft. Uh, this is a new type of cybercriminal. Money is not their sole objective. They're seeking to harm our institutions and our critical infrastructure. You heard the sensitive targets that were targeted here, hospitals, cities, transportation centers, our ports. Um, they're trying to impact our way of life. They're hitting the most critical targets because they want to maximize their profits, but they're also trying to maximize the damage that they can do. And the damage that's being done to these victims that it's going to impact upon our society is more than just a side effect of the profit motive. In this case, the harm far exceeded the profit the perpetrators were able to generate. They generated approximately $6 million in profits in ransom. They did well over $30 million in damage to 
about 15% of the victims alone. There were over 200 victims here. Um, 34 victims alone amounted to about $30 million in damage. Um, they worked hard to identify the most vulnerable targets that they could. Um, you know, they, they, tar they targeted victims. They did online research. Um, they looked for the institutions that could afford least to have downtime. The FBI's Amy Hess, also speaking at the press conference, says the FBI will do its best to keep tabs on the suspects who are believed to reside in Tehran. Hess, who's an executive assistant director at the Bureau, says the attackers were identified despite their use of the anonymizing Tor network and the pseudo-anonymizing cryptocurrency Bitcoin. The criminals believe they were masking their identities on the dark web. However, this case shows that anonymizers may not make you as anonymous as you think you are. They use Bitcoin to avoid detection, but this case shows that digital currency can be traceable. And through our valued partnerships, not just with our great law enforcement partners in the U.S. and abroad, but with our partners in private industry and with the victims of these crimes, we will find criminals and hold them accountable. Apprehending those charged today presents a challenge for sure, but I want to be clear, regardless of where a criminal resides, we will pursue. We will make traveling, business relations, and networking painful for those who commit these acts. We will stay on the case, and we will catch them when they slip up. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Matthew Schwartz. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. Location data can reveal a lot about people, including religious beliefs, such as going to places of worship, political leanings, such as going to demonstrations, health conditions, such as regular hospital visits, and even sexual orientation based on visits to certain bars. This week, seven consumer organizations from across Europe announced that they will file complaints against Google with their national data protection authorities for breaching the GDPR in relation to how the company tracks its users' location. Here's ISMG's Managing Editor, Security and Technology, Jeremy Kirk, with the details. Consumer organizations in seven countries plan to file complaints alleging that Google is violating Europe's data protection regulation. The challenge takes square aim at the company's lucrative targeted advertising business, which is dependent on a rich river of data. The European consumer organization BEUC says on Tuesday that seven of its members will file complaints. GDPR went into effect on May 25th following increasing concern within the EU over data collection practices and whether consumers were fully informed. At issue in these complaints is how Google obtains permissions to collect users' location, browsing, and interaction with mobile apps. That kind of data is collected through location history and web and app activity settings. It applies across desktop computers and mobile devices. The BEUC alleges that Google is vague when describing those features as well as within menus that nudge people into turning on or keeping those features active. Along with BEUC's announcement, Norway's government consumer body released a 44-page report detailing what it contends are misleading practices. By default, location history is off when someone creates a Google account, but web and app activity is turned on. Web and app activity records browsing data, as well as when someone opens an application on an Android phone. The report also reiterates a finding that came from an investigation by the Associated Press revealed in August. Turning location history off doesn't completely stop Google's collection of location data. Google apps such as Search and Maps may continue 
continue to still collect it. As a result of the AP's investigation, Google didn't change its practices, but did update its description of how location history works. The report contends that the design of both of the settings, however, is problematic and raises issues of both awareness and consent. When contacted by ISMG, Google says it will closely read the report to see if there are things we can take on board. It also says that it's constantly working to improve its controls, but it's sticking in its heels by saying that some location data may still be collected even if location history is off. How European regulators will view this will be closely watched, and it may mark the first large clash between a tech giant and GDPR. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Jeremy Kirk. And finally, cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Monero can offer both immediacy and anonymity, traits that are attractive to threat actors looking to exploit organizations via ransomware or crypto mining. In an interview with Tom Field, SVP of Editorial at ISMG held at the recent New York Healthcare Security Summit, Lawrence Pitt, Global Security Strategy Director of Juniper Networks, discusses the growing threat and why healthcare entities are uniquely vulnerable. Here's Tom. So I'd like to hear a little bit about how the malware landscape has shifted in your view for the attackers or the threat actors to take advantage of cryptocurrency technology. It's quite simple, really. Um, Cryptocurrency is seen as being untraceable. It's seen as being a method of having money that it's difficult to know who has it, where it is, and the transactions are perceived as anonymous. And so the bad guys have seen this as a great opportunity because whereas previously uh, a piece of ransomware might ask you to send them an Amazon gift card or something like that, that wasn't untraceable. But with this, where they're asking for you to send them uh, a portion of a Bitcoin, actually that portion of a Bitcoin, once it's gone from an account, it's gone from an account. And the same with the theft of these currencies as well. If somebody accidentally or is coerced into redirecting a cryptocurrency from their crypto wallet to the crypto wallet of a hacker or a bad guy, well, unfortunately, once that has gone, then there's no getting it back again. It's disappeared. So really, it's the, it's the anonymity of the currency which has made it so attractive for the bad guys to take advantage of it. Why do you find this to be such a challenge for the healthcare industry in particular? It doesn't seem to be the easy connection like finance would be. Well, it's a, it's a challenge for any industry, but when you're looking at healthcare, um, you have a lot of people who work in healthcare who, although they're very, very skilled individuals, they're skilled medical individuals. They're not, they weren't hired to be skilled technologists or skilled cybersecurity specialists. And so their awareness of uh, phishing emails coming in, for example, which could have software attached, which is going to cause this type of scam to come into play, or sometimes the software that they're using, which you know, the lifetime of this is very expensive software, so it may have a 20-year lifespan within a hospital. And so there could be vulnerabilities in it which make it uh, possible to infect it with the type of malware which would cause a crypto scan to come into effect. So that's really what the challenge is. That's it for this week's ISMG Security Report. Theme music is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Nick Holland. Catch you next time.